Hey everybody, this is Davis over at the CFG and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we do uh, with these amazing guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com or listen to it on any podcast services that are out there today. I am with a wonderful voice actor who has been in the VO game for over 20 years. Uh, you have heard her in series while growing up as Sora from the anime Digimon, Ino Yamanaka, and Kono Konohamaru uh, Sarutobi in Naruto, and Shippuden Wasp in the Avengers animated TV show, and Chocho Akamichi in Baruto, Naruto, The Next Generation. But you definitely will remember her as one of the most iconic video game sidekicks in the world and is currently in the new movie Sonic 2 which is in theaters now Tales from the Sonic Sonic series I would like to welcome Colleen O'Shaughnessy to the show how are you doing Hi great how are you <laughs> I am doing great I am really hyped to to, uh, to talk to you it's really it's really 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 fortunate to, to, to talk to you Well I'm super happy to be here all right, great, great deal. Uh, let me uh, well, let's just get this party started then. <laughs> let's, uh, so I just wanted to know, like, uh, like I mean, and I'm pretty sure you've heard this this question a lot in your whole career. But like, what, like, what is like, what is your story? Like, what made you like want to become a voice actor? That is a great question. So I was doing musical theater. I was at the University of Michigan and I was doing two degrees. I was doing musical theater and psychology and I was like done with school. I did not want to, I was, I was planning to go to grad school and be a music therapist. And so that just, no, thank you. Um, and I didn't want to go to New York and, and do theater. I, I like, I grow, grew up in Michigan. Chicago's really close. So I was like, maybe that's an option. But then I was like, I just really didn't know what I was going to do. And I always just did voices. And one of my dance instructors heard me at the end of a class. I was talking to some of my classmates and doing something. Who knows what I was doing? And uh, she came running over and she said, was that you? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. They just come out. And she goes, no, you need to do voiceover. And that was the first time. I mean, I always watched the wonderful world of Disney and the Muppets and Saturday morning cartoons. Like I was all about the cartoons. It just I don't know why, but it never occurred to me that that was somebody's job. And then I was like, oh, that is it for me. And so I did some research and blah, blah, blah. The place to be was L.A. And so off I went to L.A. And here I've been <laughs> for 20 plus years. So, yeah. Wow. So like uh, so overall, though, I mean, like so like when someone gave you the 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 hint of like, hey, voice acting might be the way to go. And it, it just sparked it just sparked your interest. And you're like. Okay, I'm all in. Yeah, let's let's see how this goes. I was like, I'm going to California and I'm going to be the Little Mermaid because I sang too, and and I was like, oh, that's it. I want to be in a Disney movie. I want to be the next princess, singing and doing the thing. And and you know, I mean, it wasn't overnight for sure. It was a long process of asking questions, and and that's the thing. Like when you come and you don't know anything, you'll ask anybody anything. So that's what I did. I just picked brains of people. I took classes. I did things a little bit opposite. I put together a demo before I had taken some classes and luckily it was okay. I had to switch things around a little bit, but I started targeting agents. I was trying to do everything though, too. When I first moved here, I was trying to do commercials and on camera and a little dabbling in theater and stuff. And it was like system overload. So I had kind of had to decide if I really wanted to do voiceover, I had to just really focus on that. And so that's what I did. And you know, I my, my very first job was a reporter Barbie book. I was skipper. 
it's fun to be a reporter. It's fun to be a reporter. You like hit the little button. Um, that was my very first paid job. And on the heels of that was uh, the Kids from Room 402, which is my very first series. And while I was recording that is when I had my audition for Digimon and off we were rolling. So. Oh, wow. Like, it just seems like a back in, the, like, uh, I didn't even really think of this. So it just didn't even occur to me. But like, is there is there a difference between like, you know, when you're wanting to voice act for commercials to compare to television shows or anime or anything like that? Well, it's, you, you approach the material differently. You know, I mean, you can go and take, like, we t- I took, um, I didn't take a commercial copy class, but the acting class I was taking, we would often do commercial copy. And it's very different because most of the time there isn't dialogue every once in a while there is, but most of the time you're just talking and they want you to sound like, sound like you're talking to a friend about deodorant <laughs> or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> so they want it to be simple. They want it to be real. They, they, you know, they don't often want like that. I'm selling you Pepsi or what, you know, they don't want you to sound like that. They want you to sound like just a regular. So there is definitely a skill to that you know, taking that copy and making it sound as real as possible while still selling a product. So it can be tricky, but you know, I, we, we worked on it in class and I would, you know, it's so funny too, that you, that you bring that up because I wanted to do animation. Like I was stubborn. I was like, I don't want to do commercials. I want to do. And when I was putting my demo together, everyone told me you have to have a commercial demo. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to do animation. And they're like, well, that's great, but you got to have a commercial demo. No agent's going to take you without it. And so I begrudgingly put together a commercial demo, but I threw characters in there because I couldn't help myself. And funny enough, I've actually booked some commercials as little kids. Um, but, and then eventually as I started, I went, what, what was I thinking? Commercials are great. It's you're in for way less time and you get paid and it's great. And so I don't, so if anyone out there is thinking, I don't want to do commercials, do them there. You know, if you can do it, do it because it's, um, you know, nice work if you can get it. Um, yeah, I think people were very, very kind of underestimate the power of what commercials are. Cause you know, I think I don't know who I, I talked to someone that told me too, that, that the, a really good place to be is commercials because of it doesn't take, it, it's not even half the time. It's not even like, uh, it's nowhere near as much as what you would spend on, uh, on a series or a movie and whatever, but you, the, the amount, a pay that you get is depending on what the commercial can I get to be is. pretty. The radio yeah. spot, you're obviously going to get much less than if it were a TV spot. When you get a TV spot, woohoo. Um, so yeah. Um, but as far as like, you know, how I approach it, you know, it's a very similar thing. Like all of your acting beats are there, you know, you have to, you know, who are you talking to? Where are you? What's the situation? Um, you know, is it a, is it a more somber product where you have to be more serious? Is it, you know, more upbeat you just you know you have to like feel it out and bring all your acting chops to that as well as copy you know like if you've gotten a script from an animated series or an anime series or a video game or whatever it is you know they only give you a couple of pages so you kind of have to create the whole scenario for yourself um so that it comes across because all you have is your voice so Oh, it's really cool. Well, that, that's awesome. That's still, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah. like, I mean, and, uh, and you yourself, uh, do you have any like hobbies or, or a personal fandom that you, uh, that you do away from the voice acting world? Uh, we have lots of 
fandoms in my house. We love Marvel. We love Star Wars. Um, my husband and I are total Trekkies too. <laughs> We've been watching Voyager every night because it's now on like, I forget what channel it is, but every night 11 Voyager's on. Um, Next Generation was our favorite, but um, that one's on way too late. So we watch Voyager before we go to sleep. You're like the second person that's that 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 I've known that just recently has been watching Voyager, and then like uh, my my uh, my it's my, my uh, right time because you get into bed, <laughs> and you're like, you watch a little something that's on at eleven, and um, I'm, a, I'm I'm like a, I'm growing to like Star Trek more because like my girlfriend and uh, finally convinced me because uh, like we go we always get into an argument. It's like who's the better captain? It's either Star Trek or uh, Picard, and I always said no, oh, I like Cisco from Deep Space Nine, and then like okay. she's like, oh no. You, but you check out Janeway, and I'm like, who's Janeway? <laughs> so. Janeway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we did, we watched Deep Space Nine a little bit. We didn't get totally into that one as much. Um, but yeah, Next Generation was our jam. And when I was a kid, my dad always watched old school Star Trek, you know. So, you know, Captain Kirk, he's my guy, too. So um, those are all my, my yeah. fandoms. Have you checked out the new one, like uh, Discovery or uh, the one, I, I don't know, it's on Paramount Plus or something, like the new show? I, you know, we saw one episode of the new one, and then I think that's when it transferred over, and I don't have Paramount Plus, <laughs> but we haven't seen more of it. And we didn't see Picard either, because um, that ended up somewhere else. I don't know. Like, our TV yeah. watching gets a little interrupted by, you know kids and life and whatnot real and life <laughs> we're so behind on so many shows but um oh fair enough a good deal well that's good i'm glad you're a trekkie though so that's good <laughs> that, that's good and uh uh and uh like i mean you've done like in your in your whole career and then i'm not gonna ask like say choose one but like is there a character that you have played uh that best fits your personality or what what character fits your personality best and why wow um I think it would be somewhere in between Wasp and Jazz, maybe, because Jazz was that, you know, older sister who was always looking out for Jazz from Danny Phantom, um, always mm. looking out for her younger brother and, you know, kind of nurturing a little bit bossy. I'm not saying I'm bossy, but but I definitely <laughs> have that mom thing in me. And then, you know, um, Wasp has that spunk and the sarcasm, and I am extraordinarily sarcastic. Um so yeah, any part that I get to play that's got that little bit of snark is always my favorite. I like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like okay, good deal, good deal. And uh, and uh, I've been actually curious about curious about this uh, like for a while. And uh, I feel you would be the perfect person to ask this because you've gone through it. But like, is there uh, the process of uh, like voice acting on a show? Uh, uh, is the process of voice acting on shows that are like made here in the U.S. or Canada here in North America itself easier uh, to, compared to like, you know, when you're doing anime dubbed versions in Japan? Um, So I don't know if easier is the right word. I mean, I guess kind of um, in that there isn't all the technical side of everything. When you're doing anime, you've got the picture up on the screen and you've got your script. And so you're having to watch cause it's already there and you have to fit your line in what they call them flaps whenever the mouth is moving and you have to fit your line in to what the character's already doing. Whereas with original animation, you can stutter, you can add little things here and there. Like they call it pre-life when you add something uh, before you start talking um, and efforts and things like that. In that sense, it's easier. Um, it's just a different animal, you know. It's a it's a different skill set. Um, you you have to bring all those acting things, but then fit it into 
a certain amount of time because it's already made. You, they can't reanimate it. It's already done. So you have to, you know, we always joked on Digimon, <laughs> like a, a typical acting note is not act faster, <laughs> but we always joked like, cause you got to fit it in or there's a lot of rewriting on the spot that will happen. Cause sometimes it's either overwritten or underwritten and you have to like figure out a way to make it fit and make it work. And they try really hard. They do such a great job, the engineers and the directors and everybody of making it look like now that, character is speaking English as opposed to speaking Japanese or whatever language that it started. So, um, so in that case, and then when you're doing original animation, if you get to work with your castmates, that's a dream come true. That is the best thing ever. Um, you don't always get to, but when you do, like when we worked on Sonic Boom or Danny Phantom, the Avengers, um, those kinds of shows, and you have a whole cast together and you get to work off of each other. That is just magical. It's so much fun. Do they usually like, uh, I mean, I know because of the pandemic, things have totally changed, like completely 180. But like, so but prior to that, the normal, like the, it was very normal for like the whole, the whole, crew, like not the whole crew, but you know, the, uh, the, ca- the voice acting crew to be having a session together at once or did, uh, it was a very rare for individual. It was, it was the norm for a long time. It was interesting though, be, right before the pandemic, it started to be where you would still get called in by yourself. I, I was on. Um, trying to think what shows they were like, I, I worked on, if you give a mouse a cookie and they would bring everybody in individually, I worked on Doc McStuffins, same thing. They brought everybody in one at a time. Um, I think maybe they, they had a couple of cast members together. I'm not sure. But, um, I was like, why can't we do this together? Like I would see my friend coming out around, I was going in, I'm like, but, but, but don't leave. I want to do it with you. (laughs) (laughs) It just depends on the production crew and how they want to how they want to do it. I think maybe sometimes they like to have one at a time. I'm not sure. I don't know why I prefer everybody together, but what are you going to do? I mean, I guess it's their own on that, but the, to me personally, like how, it, like it, 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 it would be weird to be like, you know, you're reactionary, you're reacting to someone's like, you know, quotes or from the script. And then it's like, they're not there, but you're hearing them. But it, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I think I would like it old school for people to be there together. So hopefully yeah. this isn't the norm that we're, <laughs> where we're right going now. right now. Yeah. Well, and things like Zoom and Skype and all those kinds of um, platforms have been helping, you know, like you can still kind of, it's kind of like being together, sort of, but. Yeah, it's still not the same, though. You the same. Got- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm assuming when you did, uh, when you were doing Sonic 2, y'all were doing it separately, right? Like y'all did y'all session separately, correct? But I did get to work with Ben twice, which was awesome. He was like, I think he was in Vancouver or somewhere and I was here in Burbank and, but we had. Skype or Zoom or whatever we used. And it was great because we could actually work off of each other and there wasn't a huge delay. So we could have, you know, like you and I are having a conversation um, over the computer. It was great. So we were able to work off each other. I mean, we only got to do it twice, but at least we had that, which was fantastic. So, and then the rest of the time, yeah. That is true. I didn't see follow the director in person until, gosh, the the family day, I think, the the big event we did on the Paramount lot. I didn't see anybody. Like the whole crew, like James Marsden or any of that, uh, any of them. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. How long was the, how long was shooting? Like how long, how long did it take to make the movie? So they had started the live action stuff before I came into the picture. I think they started in like February or or February, March or something of last year. I didn't start until almost the end of middle of May, end of May, May May-ish, something like that. And I only did like 
one, maybe two sessions a month. I don't know. I was I like at least six months worth of like one session here and there. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So yeah, that, that would still be kind of weird to be like, you're finally seeing your, your coworkers for the first time in that I long know. period of time. Oh, I'm wow. Like, Yay, finally in person. That was great. <laughs> That's so good. That's so yeah. cool. And uh, like uh, uh, you started like in around 98, 99, right? Like the, before the 2000s. Like it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. For, uh, from that. And like how it transitioned, like how it is nowadays, like, I mean, like, like how, how much different is it uh, now than what it was when you first initially started? Well, everything's faster, you know, and we were doing our auditions from home. We used to go in person and uh, go into our agent's office to do auditions. Um, and even before the pandemic, we were doing them from home because everything is faster now. Now with, you know, internet speeds are so much faster and you can email things or Dropbox or you know, get things to people faster. So, you know, especially with commercials, you know, they'll say, oh, we have a deadline of nine o'clock the next morning, but you better get that sucker in as fast as you can because people start listening to them immediately, you know, and then if they find the person that they want, then you might not even get listened to, you know, at that point. So everything's faster for sure. Um, you know, it's whether or not that's, better or worse. I mean, I, I do like being able to audition from home. It's great. And I have, like I said, I have been doing it pre pandemic as well. Um, but I miss, you know, being in person. I, I met almost every person from my agency just by sitting in the lobby and chatting with them before, you know, waiting to go in for an audition and, um, and then being in the studio and seeing people like, you know, we're, we're people, people, <laughs> we would like but, to yeah. people in person, you know, but it is wonderful that we are able to have these things though, too. It's like this like double-edged sword, you know, because it's, we were one of the only people in the industry working, you know, we were able to keep working, which was really great. I mean, it was great for me. It was great for my family. We, I had to scramble to make it work, but we made it work. So, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it seems like it's like I've I've kind of feel how like uh, I understand how it was back in the day because I mean back in the day if you imagine in the same situation that we were in now back in the day like we would be depending on fifty six k connection like AOL like American Online or anything like that yeah, for voice and stuff. Yeah, we all would have had to get like ISDN lines or something or <laughs> something expensive at the time. Personal? I don't know, but yeah, we would have had to do something major, and I don't know that we yeah. all would have been able to do it. I don't know. Yeah, but that I kind of but at the same time I feel like it's a little bit of a gray area. It's like a slip slope because like I, I i totally agree with you that i feel the human element could possibly easily be missed when you're when we are uh depending on technology as much as we are because we had to because of the pandemic but at the same time it's like to say that if it's going to be this way i don't know if i'm on board with that because i think having a bit of like you know if you like if you have like i mean colleen o'shaughnessy you as the voice actor they know your work so they'll be like yeah it's cool but then if they actually physically met you while you're doing this like they'll be like wow we really like the cut of her jib you know that kind of situation i think it would be like it's an extra cherry on top of like oh we got the right person for this role you know yeah, uh, so. there is something to be said for, you know, in-person interaction. I mean, they're even, they're on the other side of a glass, but at least they're there. You know, you can see them. I don't know. Being on the other side of the screen is different than 
in the glass. But you know, I'll, honestly, though, I'll take it if this is what we have. <laughs> <'Cause> I <love laughs> <it so much. laughs> so. I'm not going to argue where the money's coming in. So <laughs> you're totally <laughs> right. You're totally right. <laughs> and uh, one of like, and uh, like as as we've uh, said before, like one of the first anime roles that you were in was Digimon, uh, Digimon itself. And uh, like 20 years later, you pr- reprised the same role uh, in Digimon Try. I mean, prior to you know, give a take. I know you've been in, you've been involved in Digimon and other parts of the series but yeah. but Digimon tried to be the back to the like kind of back to your roots <laughs> yeah. itself but yeah like but like how much growth between you as uh, uh like as the as a voice actor and Sora herself uh like from the original series to D- Digimon try itself it's crazy because we both grew. I mean, Digimon literally was my very first anime and it was total on the job training. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I auditioned for that show having zero knowledge of how anime worked. I had no idea. I mean, I I knew that it was already done and then we were doing English, but I didn't know. I didn't know about the beeps in your headphones. I didn't know about all the efforts. I didn't know how to like how to look at my like I was like th- like trying to read my script and watch the picture at the same time I was I felt like I was going crazy I was exhausted after those sessions because my brain was like on triple speed trying to figure out how to do this I was like you know patting my head and rubbing my stomach like trying to chew gum and do cartwheels like I couldn't it was hard it was really really hard and now you know what was it 15 years later we started working on try or 20? I don't know. A long time later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've done a ton of anime and now I can, you know, do it in my sleep. Like I know how to do it now. That is a skill that I have acquired. And, and so like I, I've grown as an actor, I've grown as a dubber, I've grown as, you know, all of, as a person, I, I've had kids, like I've, you know, had a lot of life experience in that time. And funny enough, so did Sora, you know, she kind of grew up too. So we sort of like came back together in this, you know, after we'd had experienced some things. And so it was kind of neat to come back to this character who had grown up as much as I had, you know, it was kind of a fun little revisiting. Yeah. Well, they announced that they were, that they were bringing back the original cast, like the original crew of Digimon to, to it. Like, did you have like a, like, was there any, like, what was your, like, did you have a reaction to like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, what was your reaction when that, when that, when they first decided to do that? Oh, I definitely had an, oh, wow, pretty cool. I, I, you know, cause sometimes they don't want the, the originals or sometimes they do. And I, I mean, who knew I would ever get to play Sora again? You know, I, but no, it was, it was thrilling. I was so excited. I, I, again, wished I had seen <laughs> my fellow castmates, but, um, but just knowing, and we've done some, um, we we did a couple of conventions before the pandemic and now we've done some virtual ones. So that's been, that's been nice too, but. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. It's nice to revisit things and you know, it's that nostalgia. I mean, as much as the fans have the nostalgia from it, you know, I've had so many people, they see Sora on my table if I'm at a convention or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you were my childhood. And you know, to, to connect with those fans again. And then they've got this new, you know, path that these characters have taken you know it's just it's exciting for all of us it's really fun that's so that's cool and uh and uh you and uh, as for like you know 
Tails, the voice of Tails. Uh, you you've been doing Tails since Sonic Boom, right? Which I believe was in 2014 or so, like uh, mid 2010s. Okay, cool. And uh, when you uh, when you first revealed that the like when you were revealed in the ending credit bonus scene in the first Sonic film, like what was your reaction like uh, uh, of that uh, itself? Because I was so excited. They called my agent. They're like, would she want to do this? Of course she would want to do this. Um, (laughs) But I didn't know that it was a credit scene. They called it a cameo or something, or that's how my agent told me about it. But I was like, of course. Um, So I didn't find out it was credit scene until I got there and started doing it. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because that was when, you know, you know, every movie then had, you know, has a credit scene. And I was like, oh, I'm a credit scene. This is so exciting. It was just really fun. Um, <laughs> I had no idea where it would lead, you know. And even at that time, I was like, who knows if they're going to do a second movie? And if they are, what are the chances that I'll get to do it? You know, because mo- quite often voice actors get replaced by celebrities. And, you know, they already had a huge celebrity cast. So, but I was just so excited to get to do just that little snippet. And then when, people would send me clips from their movie theaters exploding with excitement. I was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. It was just so exciting. So much fun. I was actually surprised. Like when I, when I saw when I saw the ending credit, when I saw the posting, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And it's like, I, and then I wondered like, did they get the original person who's playing the current person who's playing tails as it? And then saw that it was you. And I was like, Oh wow, that's really good because I thought when they said when they got when they hired Ben Schwartz as uh, as Sonic and stuff, I thought they were just going to do full recast. But it's like, did they just did they ask for you directly on that, or did they do you know did, did, or like what was what was the deal on that? I mean, they, they I think they did. I, I think they were sort of trying to wrap up everything with the movie because it was coming out in a few months, and I I. I'm, I mean, I, I don't know for sure because I can't speak to what happens in production for anything, but I I suspect that they didn't have time to you know have a whole audition process and and probably at that point they didn't necessarily know if they were going to get to do a second one and even if they were what was going to be in that second one you know what I mean like I don't mm-hmm. think they I think they just were like hey let's do a credit scene I don't know though for sure. I'm just happy they called. <laughs> I like to think of it as like saying, like, I think you're, good. I don't think you're not giving yourself enough credit. I think they're like, oh no, we need, we want tales. Bring Colin O'Shaughnessy to the set, you know, like quick, exactly quickly it, on but it. We can't possibly do it with anyone else. <laughs> yes, it's like we can't see, we can't work with anyone else except her. Exactly it that way. Exactly. <laughs> All right, and uh, and uh, and I mean, and you're not a stranger of like you know playing an anime role in the character uh, uh, on the TV as well as like you know on the silver screen rendition of the same character, like Digimon the movie, I believe, was a uh, uh, same character. But like, uh, like as a voice actor, though, is there anything different about playing the motion picture version of the same characters you were playing on the TV or video game version? Um, I think that's a great question. I I think um, well, with um. With regard to Sonic, I think um, it's it's much more cinematic. You know, it's a it's a bigger scope, um, and and with Sonic, you've got live action with animation together, and so to make that work, you have to um, the performance is definitely more grounded. Um, you know, you want it to match. You want, um, you know, even though these characters might be a little bit broad, it's still very cinematic universe as opposed to like Sonic Boom was so much fun and not that the movie wasn't fun. I just, you know, it's just a little bit different feeling. Like it's not as, um, it's certainly not cartoony. It's definitely much more grounded performance, but as far as the way that I approach tales, I mean, he's still tales. He's still who he is. just, um, 
different stakes, different circumstances. You know, we're meeting him at a different place. He's at the beginning of a relationship with Sonic as opposed to an already established um, relationship. So I, those are a little bit differences there. You know, the mm-hmm. it's a bigger scope. It's, um, you know, more dramatic. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. And, uh, I mean, and so far in like throughout your career itself, I mean, do you have a dream role that you've always wanted to play or is there something like, it, it could be acting, voice acting, whatever. Like there's something like where it's like, this is a, this is something that like you, you knew you wanted to do voices. So there's obviously you, there was something set in mind that you wanted to do, but like, there's, is there there's singing what's Disney dream role? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The singing Disney princess, the uh, the (laughs) Irish Italian uh, short Midwest singing princess. (laughs) That's me. I wouldn't know what kind of story that would be. (laughs) Maybe she has a cow. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a very interesting story. Like, it was, uh, like, there, but there's no specific princess at all, or like just. Uh, well, they've already been taken, so that is true. Uh, I'll be that a new princess. <laughs> <laughs> there's some a specifically drawn. Okay, well, if Disney's listening to this, just let you know, just let them know on it. That's princess, cool. and I sing. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever got a chance to sing in uh, like in any of the roles that you played in? Yeah, lots of them, which is super fun. I, we actually got to sing his tales in uh, Sonic Boom. We were we did that band Dudatude. So those were some of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I often get to sing. Uh, well, not as often as I would like, but um, any chance that they will let me sing, I'm I'm there. <laughs> Just uh, pitch a musical episode or something. <laughs> that would be great. Then I was like, because I watched his after party show and I was like, you can sing. We have to have a song together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always wanted to like that. Uh, ben Schwartz looks like a really cool dude. So, like, he's I mean, best. he's so nice. He's so talented. He's so funny. Such a great guy. Oh my gosh, that's so great. And like and uh also like uh is there something that you wish that you knew now like it, throughout your uh, now in your uh, career that what you uh that would have been easier when you first started? Something that I know now that I wish I had known then? When you first started, uh, yes. Oh gosh. Um probably so many things. <laughs> I wish I knew what those beeps were in my headphones. Uh <laughs> I wish I had known, um, I wish I had known that it was going to work out so that maybe I wouldn't have had so much doubt in the beginning. Um, I I think I knew that it was going to be a blast and it has been a blast. And if I could go back and say, yes, it's it's just the best job ever. I'm so lucky to get to do what I do seriously. And I had, I got to have kids along the way and I didn't have to, you know, I still had bedtime and I was still the Girl Scout troop leader and I still got to do all the things. Um, so, so yeah, I think, um, like uh, maybe some more of the technical stuff I could have gone back and said, okay, by the way, <laughs> you, you need to do this instead. <laughs> so that is true. That would be, that's really cool. That's really cool. And Colleen and Shaughnessy, thank you so much for uh, uh, geeking out with me today. It was really awesome to kind of pick your mind a little bit. Uh, do you have a quick question though? Like, is there any upcoming events that you are going to that people can actually check, uh, say hello, stop by? Yes. Um, so I am going to unlock the con in Seattle, Washington. That is May 14th, 15th, whatever that weekend is. Um, I will be in Seattle. I'm going to New Zealand in June. Very excited about oh, that. Yeah, that and I, awesome. have a, 
I have a bunch coming over the, the year. I ha- They haven't all been announced yet. So um, once those get announced, I'm going to put up um, like a whole list of where I will be because I'm all over the place coming up. So, um, fo- so follow my Twitter, follow my Instagram. I'll post it all there and you'll know where to find me. Awesome. Thank you. And guys, y'all need to also check out Sonic 2, dude. That that movie is great. You know, today they, they've announced that it's the most uh the 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 number one video game movie in ever. So. I heard it's amazing. I can't I mean it's just it's such a good movie though. And I'm not saying that just because I'm in it. It really is a really good movie. It's got all the stuff. It's got action, it's got adventure, it's got friendship, it's got the hero doubting himself, it's got good versus evil. It's got all the stuff. It's and it's got humor. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. So Oh yeah, definitely. No, yeah. most definitely, yeah. But it was great. Hey, uh, like and once again, thank you so much, Colleen. Uh, Colleen, I really appreciate it. It was really fun talking to you. Uh and uh guys. You could, if you loved this interview with like Colleen and Shaughnessy, you could check out that this one as well as many other on our main website, confreaksgeeks.com, uh, or any podcast services that are currently out there. So once again, this is Davis signing out. Y'all take it easy.